Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. It is uh, just a little after 8 o'clock. It's Drive Time Radio right here on 1150 KKNW. My name is New York Vinny, in case we haven't met yet. Um, and it's the first time you're listening. Welcome. We don't show you what's going on before the show starts because you would be, it's like watching sausage you, you, you being made. You don't want to see it. You just want to eat it. You know, you don't want to, you want to eat it. You want to enjoy it, but you don't want to see how it <laughs> gets on your plate. Same thing with this show. You want to listen to it. You want to enjoy it. But maybe sometimes you don't want to see how it gets on your plate. Uh, this is the show where we talk about cars and the automotive lifestyle and all things cars from electric cars all the way back to uh, Model T's. You know, I mean, all the whole gamut. We love classic cars as much as we love uh, brandy new electric cars that go hum in the night and uh, drive around selfie and silently. And um, depending on what some people say, more economically, less economically depends on how it uh, how you look at it. And in the world of electric cars, there is big news this week uh, that repeats itself really from, I think, the week before. But an announcement coming out, I believe it was yesterday, uh, an article in the New York Times, actually, is uh, what caught my eye, is, uh, you know, uh, two weeks ago, we told you about Tesla and the, the uh, Elon Musk and his Tesla brand opening up all those charging stations that you see empty all the time, except for a couple of Teslas around them, uh, plugging in and charging up, opening them up to all Ford vehicles. Well, yesterday it was announced that uh, Tesla will open their charging network to General Motors electric vehicles. And, you know, General Motors is going to have a lot of electric vehicles. They have a lot of electric vehicles on the road right now with the Chevy Bolt and uh, the Volt and, uh, you know, other cars of of, uh, that making. They've been, you know, doing it a long time and they have cars out on the road. And um, this is huge for uh, for Tesla and huge for the electric car market because their network, their charging network, is uh, excellent. It, it just it's it's quick, it's easy. You pull up. It's a special adapter. They use a different system. I suspect that that system, that adapter, that um, pl- type of plug that they use to to plug into the to uh, the car to charge it, will become the standard. We may have uh, yesterday with this announcement seen that um, much as back in uh, the uh, 80s, if you remember, there was beta and there was VHS. And some people had a beta, some people had a VHS, and some people had both in recording uh, devices. Uh, uh, VHS eventually won out. VHS eventually became the standard, but it took a long time and... uh, you, I, I don't recall that there are any machines that adapted beta to VHS, uh, or likewise. You had to have two machines to do it. I had both machines uh, because I had won a uh, beta machine in a in a, a Sony Betamax in a uh, when I was a contestant on Name That Tune many years ago. Anyway, um, so the Tesla network will now become available 
to Ford and GM owners, which is bloody huge. I mean, I can't tell you how big that is for advancing the idea that you can buy an electric car and not get stuck with it somewhere. Um, I think I've told a story about getting stuck on the way back from Spokane with the F-150 Lightning where I had to get towed to Taco Bell in, in uh, Allensville so that I could get charged. Uh, but there were plenty of Tesla stations. There were three or four Tesla stations at least on the way to Spokane that I could have stopped at and charged at if I had been able to. But unfortunately, I, you know, you couldn't use them. Now that problem will be gone. Uh, when uh, they officially open up the network. I think it's huge for electric cars. I think it's huge for the electric car uh, consumer who will now have a solid network nationwide of um, of places where they can recharge their car. And listen, Tesla is clearly leading the way in this thing. They've sold more electric cars than anybody else. They have the network. They have the whole thing uh, all set up. Why not toss a little uh, cash and notoriety? Elon Musk say, listen, these guys figured it out before we could. So let's, uh, let's advance the idea of the electric car and not get into a, uh, a, a match over whose technology is best. Because one of the drawbacks of electric cars, as you've heard me talk about many times, are the charging networks. Trying to get somebody, you know, trying to get the, the thing, either the right charger or the right credit card or the right, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a mishmash. And with Tesla, I suspect that it'll be, because Tesla is, Allegedly, I don't own one, very customer service oriented. So they will have a system where you will go, you will plug your car in, it'll charge the car, and they have the superchargers that charge at the phenomenal rate, and boom, you're on your way. And that's what America needs to be successful with electric cars. If you look at countries in Europe that are using them and are prospering with them, that's what you need. Simply uh, accessibility to the charging network to keep the cars going. <clears throat> I think it, excuse me, I think it'll be huge for people uh, to be able to uh, go ahead and, um, and, and now purchase an electric car and now say, okay, I feel better because I know I can get from point A to point B. I guess the people who aren't going to be happy about this are the people that own Teslas because I think those are the people that are going to be looking around going, wait a second. I signed up for some exclusivity, and I don't have it. Uh, you know, now I'm waiting for some guy in his uh, Bolt to charge up his battery so I can uh, back my Tesla into the space and charge up my Tesla. And when I bought this Tesla, you know, what I paid for my exclusive uh, right to build that, uh, uh, to use that network. So I'm sure that a group of Tesla owners are already on their way to a lawyer to file a class action suit, uh, stopping Tesla from doing this. I, you know, it's just the way of the world these days. Uh, but uh, so good news. If you're somebody who is uh, has been into electric cars like I have, if you're somebody who is uh, considering a purchase but maybe thought, well, you know, again, Vinny said I, you can't go from 
you know, uh, uh, Mercer Island to Spokane without, uh, you know, and find a charger. Well, you know, hopefully that's going to take some of that away and it's going to help with the adaptation of these vehicles, which I'm a big fan of, as you uh, well know. All right. The other uh, big story uh, that came out in automotive this past week was the federal government uh, is talking about requiring automakers to have automatic braking systems in their cars as mandatory equipment. That's right. You will, uh, the proposed legislation uh, says that every car maker um, will have uh, devices in their car that if a pedestrian walks in front of the car or if a, a deer walks, uh, you know, walks in front of the car or another comes across, uh, that uh, there'll be a system in the car that will stop the car. Um, I, I, I don't know what people think about that. I haven't had a chance to uh, get over to Shoreline Cars and Coffee and talk to people and get an, a feeling. Uh, the few people that I have talked to are kind of split 50-50 on it because there's a feeling of, well, they're taking control of my car away from me. But on the other hand, there's people who are saying, well, you know, um, it's a pretty good idea, especially as I get older. Maybe I don't see as well as I used to. Maybe I don't hear as well as I used to. Maybe it's a good idea that there's a backup device there that could compensate for my mistake. What do you think? Uh, I, I uh, you know, I, I, I think it's nothing but, uh, I guess I think it's a good thing. Even though I get frustrated with some of these devices sometimes, I think they overall save lives. And I think, that's the point of it. If, if, if my uh, grandfather can get in a car and I can feel a little bit better about him driving from point A to point B, that if somebody steps out in front of his car, that he's not going to be. Or the, uh, the incredible, insane amount of people who are looking at their cell phones while they're driving, if it means that, God forbid, I step out in front of their car uh, and they're not paying attention, that I got a half a chance of that car detecting me and stopping the car. It's uh, it, it's kind of common sense. And if you have the technology to do it, uh, maybe it's something that you should really be thinking about, about doing. So um, that is, uh, that's the other big news that came out of the, uh, out of the car world uh, this week. And, uh, and it's good. Also a reveal on a couple of Teslas, uh, not Teslas, excuse me, um, Lexuses that uh, were shown off last night down in Texas. We'll talk more about that next week. Let's say hello to Nathan this morning, our uh, erstwhile producer who keeps things rolling. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Doing excellent. It's another Pacific Northwest morning. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, there were people complaining about all that sunshine. Yeah. It was, it was I mean, something's hot. wrong if it's not oh, raining oh, in know. Seattle. <laughs> The only place I've ever been where they complain about sunshine. <laughs> well, we complain about rain, too. We complain about wind. We complain oh, about complain. snow. And we can complain about whatever the weather is doing, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. We, I mean, if you don't have the weather to complain about, what the heck would you be complaining about, right? Exactly. Although these days there's more to complain about than usual. Still, there's a uh, an overabundance of stuff that people can uh, complain about and, and, and find themselves uh, very happy to complain about it. Uh, everything okay in your world, Nathan? Doing just fine. 
good. There we go. I was, I was remiss <laughs> at, at, at looking at that. All right, we are going to talk to uh, a gentleman from Overland Adventures, and I guess you and I are going to go out and check this out uh, next week sometime. That sounds like a plan. Looks like we're thinking about going there on Thursday. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, drive time road trip. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of road test, the road the kids. trip. <laughs> You're We're going on, on the road. Two, stay off, stay off to the side. And just let us go by. Uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. We'll be talking to Ray Holland uh, from uh, that fun event, the uh, Northwest uh, Overland Adventures, coming up next week out near Leavenworth, and we'll get a chance to talk to him. Uh, in just a couple of minutes, you got a question you want to ask me, Nathan? Absolutely. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Ah, look at that. Oh. <laughs> Nathan, it's a beautiful thing, I tell you. You're a, you're a, you're a beautiful man. Uh, all right, this week, I, I'm lucky enough to be driving. Uh, you know, some weeks you get so lucky in life. And uh, I put a picture up, posted a picture up on our Facebook page about my driveway this week. And I and I possessed the driveway of a rich man because I had the BMW uh, M6 uh, iX that was leaving, and they brought me a 2024 Mercedes-Benz GLE 53 Coupe. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I thought that BMW was a spectacular car. I am loving this uh GLE 53 coupe, the AMG. It's, uh, you know, it's in their, uh, it's their midsize, I guess, SUV. And it, um, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, it's striking to look at when I was taking pictures of it down by the uh, Edmonds shoreline. Uh, people were stopping and looking. It's this beautiful red, uh, gorgeous red color. And uh, from there, uh, from the way the car looks. And this car comes in two body styles. You have the coupe, which I'm driving. It's also kind of a square back uh, wagon SUV type that looks a little more like a traditional SUV. And it um, it's just so well-equipped, well-appointed. It's everything you expect out of a Mercedes-Benz. The uh, M-Bucks system in the car, uh, the controls, everything in the car, the screen is wide and beautiful and it, uh, it gives you all the information uh, plus a heads-up display that keeps your attention on the road it uh, they haven't taken it up off the road yet i'll be doing that uh, sometime this weekend uh, but uh, on the road it uh, has adjustable suspension so if you want the custom uh, to customize it to your liking you can do that you have comfort you have uh, a sport and a sport plus setting, which uh, uh, stiffens up the suspension, gives you more of a, I'm not going to say a sports car feel, but certainly moving around the corners quickly type of feel to it, where you're in this car and you, you have that thick AMG steering wheel, which has more controls on the steering wheel than I've ever seen. I mean, I'm thinking the steering wheel alone costs $5,000 to, to, to put in a car if you if you if somebody takes it from you. Um it's just it's it's an amazing machine and it does so many things. The height goes up and down. The running boards light up. The seats uh, are comfortable and quilted and uh, so soft and so uh, supportive that on a long trip you're going to love this car. Uh, the uh, it is quick, not as quick. And I'm a little bit spoiled because I drove the BMW last week and that electric BMW is just like. You know, all the electric cars have, uh, 
you know, take off like rockets. I mean, it really, you really got to watch yourself when you're driving these cars because even the lowest powered ones still have a quickness off the line that um, takes a little getting used to. And it's easy to see sometimes how an inexperienced driver uh, may have a problem with uh, with these. You have to, you know, you really have to feel like it's not like a regular gas pedal where you get in and you kind of have that feeling to it. It's uh, obviously a drive-by-wire. There's no gas pedal. It's, uh, you know, it's a switch. It's just that your foot operates it, but you have to get used to it. And But the Mercedes, I'm telling you, uh, from the from the wheels to uh, the the way they do the ambient lighting in the car, it is just a spectacularly beautiful car, uh, a well crafted car. Mercedes has uh, excellent. Uh, I've noticed their quality control to be getting much better over the last few years, and just everything fits, sits, rides, and drives like it's supposed to. And it should. You're buying a you know a. a $99,310 car. So it should all fit. And it should all sound good, too. Because you also have to remember that you're buying an AMG. And the exhaust note is something that you're paying for. And there's a little switch on the wheel where you can change that a little bit. So it's it's groovy. It's cool in that manner as well. As you get a chance to, uh, to have some fun uh, with the exhaust notes. I mean, I don't suggest that you buy a car for the exhaust note. Although I can't tell you that I have it in my uh, <laughs> in my career of buying and selling cars. I can't tell you that I haven't bought a car because, oh, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> wow, that sounds good, you know. <laughs> Got to have this. Well, now you just flick a switch and it sounds good. All right, so uh, that is our uh, Yovani, what are you driving this week? We'll put a little uh, a clip of it up on our Facebook uh, site, Yo Vinny, what are you driving this week? And on uh, our Instagram account as well so that you can uh, see it. Uh, Nathan, how are we? Do we have um, Mr. Highland with us? Ray Highland's going to join us. Uh, we're, uh, uh, you know, a friend of mine from uh, the association I belong to um, sent me this little information about this Northwest Overland rally. And I, and I kind of got excited about it because I've been watching – uh, a lot of YouTube videos about van life and about RV life and so on and so forth. It looks like from first blush, uh, kind of a cool thing. It looks like um, the thing that attracted me to RVs and to trailers when I was a young guy is you could, you know, you hook that thing up, you go into the woods, uh, you don't have to pay for a hotel, you got everything with you, you can cook, you can uh, go on the road. And there was a community of people around it uh, that, that seemed to be, to me, really cool and always did. And, you know, you go to trailer parks and things like that, and you, and you would see that community. Well, the uh, younger people have grabbed onto that and done it up in a, a way that I don't think I, you know, I mean, I lived through the van revolution of the 70s when everybody was driving a van and that was cool and painting them up in custom colors and pinstriping them. But this is a bit different. This is people that are going to places never thought of uh, to uh, take a van or a car or or something like that. And I living out there or camping out there or, or as they call it, overlanding it. 
and one of the uh, great ways that you can either participate in this sport or learn more about it is the Northwest Overland Rally uh, that is coming up June 15th to 18th uh, over in Plain, Washington, which is near Leavenworth. Ray Highland, uh, who puts that show on along with his crew, is with us, and uh, we say good morning to him. Ray, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Vinny? I'm I'm great, man. I'm uh, you know it's raining, and uh, in Seattle, so how bad could life be? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully next week, you know, from what I see in the weather, it's going to be good. For the uh, overlanded uh, rally that you're going to uh, be putting on. Uh, over uh, near Leavenworth, uh, it sounds like uh, from what I'm reading on the internet and a few articles I've read uh, that this is a, a, a great event, not just for people that do this all the time and, you know, uh, uh, use their vehicles um, every weekend, but people who are saying, you know, it's, it looks like a groovy thing that I see on YouTube. Maybe I ought to get involved in it. Yeah, it's a it's a fun event that we've been putting on for about uh, 12 years now over there in uh, Leavenworth and Plain. And uh, the idea is to get out there and explore the country, explore the backcountry, and, and ideally, if you want to, just go out and explore the whole world. So, um, you know, we, we encourage people to get out there and, and, you know, they don't have to have a fancy truck or a fancy van. Just, you know, take what they've got, uh, get a few skills, and uh, and get out there and explore and have a lot of fun. It's it's interesting. You were talking about camping, you know, and, and growing up with vans and that kind of thing earlier. And you know, we've we've seen a generation sort of skip that. We have we have a lot of young families, you know, living around you know Portland, Seattle, that kind of thing. And and they they didn't go camping as kids. There was kind of a generation that skipped camping for to a large degree. And so now they've got kids, and they they want to get out there, and they want to explore, they want to camp, they want to have a great time. Um, but you know, when you haven't done something, you, you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, we've got people coming to these shows and they're not really too sure how to light a campfire or, or what kind of stove to buy, or do I need a big fancy roof tent or is a little pup tent from Walmart going to do for me? So we, we run a whole variety of classes, probably about 60 or 70 classes over the weekend. And it's everything from, you know, kids activities to, uh, to happy hours and campfire raffles. But then in between, we've got you know, navigation and driving off road and using your winch safely and, you know, trail cooking, gourmet cooking on a trail stove, uh, you know, wine tasting, you name it. There's a there's a variety of things there for everybody. Well, that, that's one of the things that impressed me so much when I was reading over the stuff and why I wanted to get you uh, on and, and uh, let my audience know it because you do it's not only that like that uh you know if you go down to the fairgrounds if you up you walk around you look at everything and go yeah that looks cool you actually have practical applications you can go a, a person can go there and and learn the basics of driving off road so if you bought that uh seventy-five thousand dollar pickup truck it has all-wheel drive and you don't know what to do with it you can drive out there and you can go to the rally uh, go to the uh, uh, to this event and have and and learn how to use the vehicle uh, that you bought from people that know what they're doing, not your neighbor who says, "Well, yeah, you know, you just get it and put it four wheel drive and go." It's uh, it, there's a lot more to it than that uh, from a safety standpoint and from an enjoyment standpoint. It, it, I would imagine that going to this rally and looking at these classes and stuff and talking to people would give you a better idea of how to use your vehicle. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, we also have uh, we have some of the top instructors in the world who come out for this show. 
um, people from across the states, uh, Canadians, a couple of people who come out from the UK, and um, yeah, they we build a, a technical course. We get a, an excavator in there, and and uh, and he's built a, an off-road course in the trees there next to the field where we where we hold the show. And you'll have these instructors out there, and they'll they'll show you how to get the most out of your vehicle. They'll show you how to, you know, safely take your vehicle through technical uh, obstacles and terrain without damaging it. They'll show you what the limits are, how to safely push it up to the limits and not exceed them. So it's a it's a great opportunity. So if you've got a little Toyota Corolla and you're not sure if you can make it up that BLM road or that four service road, uh, they'll show you what it's capable of. But if you've got a brand new Jeep Cherokee or a, or a you know a Gladiator or something, they'll show you what that thing can really do. And it's it's really impressive watching some of these uh, some of these new vehicles going through really technical terrain. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but really. I mean, I know that the the cool. Yeah, some of the vehicles I've driven, uh, uh, the new Bronco Raptor and the Raptor pickup truck and uh, uh, the Land Rover and just all of these different vehicles that, that I've tested, uh, I'm amazed at how different they are from, you know, when I was a kid, I had a 58 Chevy wheel drive pickup truck, you know, that was uh, belonged to an electric company and had, uh, you know, a, a, a granny first gear and three other gears and, you know, you you could hardly break the thing. Nowadays, the manufacturers have advanced this stuff through the use of chips and 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 great development in gear to a point where you can walk into a showroom and buy a, a, a truck or a car, an SUV, that's ready to tackle uh, almost any kind of trail that you can find. Yeah, no, it's really impressive. I mean, you can you can definitely get an older, you know, very simple vehicle through a technical terrain if you're using the right equipment and the right technique but the the new vehicles they're really impressive they they make it almost effortless but you do have to know what the limits are you have to make sure that you right. don't break it because you know the downside of that is if you've got a, a new vehicle and it's filled with electric wondery you know if you break it on the on the side of a mountain somewhere it's it's not like you're going to fix it with a hammer and a crescent wrench Exactly. You better carry a bag full of chips with you or something to be able to figure it uh, figure it out. Uh, Ray Highland is with us from the Northwest Overland Rally. It is going on next weekend out in Plain, Washington, which is near Leavenworth. Uh, tickets are still – you still have tickets available, uh, Ray? We've, uh, we have tickets available online until tomorrow night, Sunday night. Um, and then after that, you'll have to buy tickets at the gate. So if you can get tickets by Sunday night, uh, they're definitely discounted. I think they go up about uh, five or ten percent at the gate. And and how would people get uh, get tickets for this? Oh, they can just go to the website. It's uh, nwoverlandrally.com. So nw for Northwest. So nwoverlandrally.com, <clears throat> and then just look for the the link for tickets. Ray, how, how um, I, I mean, I know I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos about van life and this explosion of people that are living in their vehicles and, and, or, uh, you know, uh, joining these communities, people that get together in, in all these different places. And it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like it, it looks like it can be kind of a pain in the butt sometimes, but overall, it looks like a lot of fun. How much is there for that kind of person who's thinking about maybe, uh, even if they don't want to live in their van, but taking a you know a month or two month extended trip out on the road to see America or going to Europe or something like that? Is there a lot there for that person as well? 
Oh yeah, there's there's quite a bit there. I mean, we have um, we've got classes and roundtables on traveling through Latin America. Uh, one of our guys is presenting on uh, Tunisia. Uh, he just got back from a, a month in Tunisia with his family, driving around in his truck. Um, you know, we've got uh, on Saturday night we've got a couple. Um, they've been living in their truck, driving around the world for I think 11 years now. Um, Graham, Bell, and Louisa. And so, yeah, they've they've got a ton of stuff. But yeah, we've got classes in there on border crossings, and uh, you know, you you name it. Um, one of the things that we did, my wife and I and my three kids, when they were a little younger, we bought an old Land Rover for oh, three hundred dollars. I found it in the field; it hadn't run for twenty years, an old 1954 Land Rover Series One. And uh, we wow. got it running, and I put it in a box, and I sent it in, sent it to England, and. We flew over and we drove it from London all the way to Singapore. So we drove it through Europe and the Middle East and Asia, and we were on the road in that little thing for nine months. And um, you know, it, it it was a great adventure. It was a great experience for for the whole family. We met a ton of really interesting people. But um, but that's one of the things that we we like to do. We like to encourage people who've done interesting trips and adventures to come out there and share their stories and talk about the honest ups and downs of, of life on the road and doing a big trip like that. So, so that if you are interested in doing something like that, you, you have a real, you know, an honest picture of what that can be like. What, you know, what are the challenges? Not just all the pretty pictures you see on Instagram, but, uh, you know, okay, right. what's, it, what's it really like when you break down in, uh, in Morocco and you can't get parts for your old truck? You know, how do you fix that? Those kind of questions. Yeah, it turns into a, uh, an improviser quite quickly. Um, yeah. It's it, but it, it that's part I would think uh, I've never done it, but I would think that that's part of the excitement. It's knowing you have the knowledge that if you uh, if you break something, you can figure out a way to put something together to make it work and to keep going on your on your way. Kind of the uh, old American and Canadian uh, pioneer spirit of coming west, right? Uh, the Oregon Trail and all of that. Oh, definitely, yeah, and and that's kind of you know the, that whole idea of overland travel is you know it, it dates back to the overland uh, you know travelers who were on the Oregon Trail, and uh, you know you look at some of the very first four wheel drives available in in North America, and you know it was like the Willys Overland, and uh, yeah, so we've we uh, enjoy carrying that tradition forward. I mean, and honestly, you know, when you and I were kids, Vinny, we just called this car camping, right? But uh, right. but overlanding, you know, it's it's got a little bit more romance to the term, and and uh, you know, it, it it connotates getting a little further off the track than just going down the road to the state park. Yeah, and there's more stuff out there for it. I mean, I mean, when we were kids, you know, you either went to the uh, the army surplus store and found some stuff that uh, you know, old tents and jackets and sleeping bags and stuff like that. I still have my uh, my sleeping bag that I bought, I think, from an Army Surplus store when I was like 16 years old, man. That thing still works perfectly. Uh, it's a little heavy, but it's, you know, it, it works. Nowadays, you know, uh, if you are into this type of lifestyle or into doing this on weekends or whatever, the information is out there. It's easily accessible. The community is out there. It seems to be, and, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, a very helpful community of people uh, that are that are uh, that, that go to this stuff, that attend these uh, these rallies and things like that. So it's it, it's a very friendly atmosphere. You have things like wine tastings and campfires at night and stuff like that, which also because you have camping there, which also attracts people in these times where let's face it, it's probably a little rougher to make friends these days. 
That's true. We have a lot of people who've made really good lifelong friendships at the shows. Um, you know, it feels kind of like a family reunion these years now when we go back. We've had, you know, people coming for 10 years, and I show up and I'm walking through the camping area, and people are like, Ray, come and see what I did to my Jeep this year while I was away over the winter. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. We've We've seen families there where their kids showed up, you know, years ago when they were tiny and and you know they learned to drive in our technical course with the instructors and uh and now I've seen you know some of these teenagers you know early young adults you know they're buying their own little you know Ford Ranger or Tacoma or whatever and and doing their own solo trips down into Baja or or up into the Yukon and Alaska it's it's amazing to see Oh, but I think we, we I think we might have just lost them Ray you still there I'm still here can you hear me Okay I thought we lost you for a second um all right, and, and so once again, this is next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday is a short day, obviously. You have to get out and uh, clean everything up. Uh, and the tickets are available at the Northwest Overland Adventure Rallies.com. Uh, and um, overlandrally.com. Right. And the um, thing is, uh, easiest thing is just do a Google search for Northwest Overland Rally, and you'll find us. Okay, great. And you also have one of these coming up in BC in July that you do for people, uh, because I know we reach up into Canada. There's also one that goes on up there as well. Yep. Uh, 20th of July, there's one in Merritt, BC, which is about uh, three hours from Vancouver or about two and a half hours from Kelowna. Uh, It's a really pretty spot, big field right beside a little river in a nice valley. So, yeah, everybody enjoys that one, too. That one is a little smaller. It's only been going for about five or six years now. But, uh, again, it's a ton of fun. And it's a beautiful place. I mean, B.C., what a a place to uh, get off the the beaten path and look around and and see. uh, You know, obviously, Washington, you know, United States is – uh, a, a lot more developed. You get up into uh, some of those areas up by the Coquihalla and stuff like that up in BC, and you, you you really see some untouched, undisturbed, and beautiful nature. I mean, it's uh, it, it incredible some of the things that you see uh, that I've seen just by watching people's videos uh, that go camping and 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 living up there. You really get a, uh, a desire to go up and see the area. Yeah, no, it's it's a really pretty spot. We. Um... Our rally is held in kind of ranch land, and so it's rolling hills and, and, you know, valleys carved out by rivers, and, you know, we're on an 800-acre ranch. There's a there's a ton of space up there. There's wild horses coming by you in the morning when you're camping. It's, it's pretty neat to see. We're, uh, Nathan and I are, are going to come out. We're excited to see it and uh, and meet you and, and see the community and, uh, and, and do some... Uh, do some more stuff, talk to some people around it. It's It just sounds like a great way to spend a weekend, whether you're an experienced overlander or you're somebody who's just thinking about getting into this thing and uh, and, and getting away from the fancy hotels and everything else and, and getting out there and enjoying nature, uh, but yet bringing a few of the little experiences like a, a refrigerator and a toilet with you. Uh, you, you you'll be able to... Uh, You'll be able to find out more about that. Ray, thank you so much for jumping on with us. I really appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you next week. All right. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. All right. You too. Once again, that's the uh, Northwest Overland Rally for 2023. It's out near Leavenworth. I'll be interested to see how Leavenworth is. Uh, you know, they opened up that uh, super coaster out there, and I think you slide down the side of a mountain. Nathan, have you heard about this? I have, and we should definitely check it out if we have time. 
Uh, well, you can see it. I mean, if you drive on Route 2, it's right there, you know, next to it. Uh-huh. Right by where you turn off to go to Icicle Creek, which is one of my favorite places in the world to go. Um, you mean you, you, you're actually thinking about getting on the roller coaster? I hardly ride a roller coaster, but this one's grabbing my attention. Yeah, I grabbed my. I was wondering what it was when they started building. I thought it was like said you're going to, you know, log the top of the mountain or something like that. I don't know, but uh, I, I don't know. We're going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to investigate this a little bit and see what's. Uh, I don't think it goes upside down at all, does it? I think it's just no, more like a like a ride down, kind of like a toboggan bobsled or type. Yeah, deal. yeah. I don't, I, I don't think it's um it's overly. Uh, I don't think it's like the what, what's the one at New York, New York. I think in Vegas where it goes out over the side of the building and oh, that one's all hey, over the place. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't. Uh, yeah, you couldn't pay me to get on that thing. Yeah, just looking at that thing makes me queasy. Yeah, I, and I, I'm a fan of the old style roller coasters, you know, like the old wooden roller coasters. Mm-hmm. But when you start, you know, every every once in a while, you see that, uh, uh, you know, that news item about the people who were stuck upside down for five hours, you know. Yeah, man wasn't man was not human beings were not meant to sit in a seat strapped in upside down for five hours. I think you would call that torture, <laughs> uh, in my book. Or being in the U.S. military Air Force, but that's a different thing. Well, yeah, but you only go for a couple. Of, I mean, you don't spend a lot of. I mean, you go. What are they? Maybe in training school, they put you for a half hour upside down. But uh, you know, and then you got to step on this ladder or something to get out of the thing upside down. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. If if I was in that roller coaster and that happened to me, then you have enough firemen to pry me loose from holding on to now, I've heard plenty of getting stuck in roller coaster horror stories and thankfully if as long as it goes doesn't go upside down then I'd probably be I mean I wouldn't want to be okay stuck in any roller coaster but if I'm not upside down then I mean you're just sitting there and hey you'll probably get a good view because it's on the side of a mountain get to soak in that view for a while I got stuck on a roller coaster once in Coney Island. I'll tell you the story sometime. It's a oh. it's a pretty pretty bizarre story, but um, it, it it was a uh, it was a wild adventure uh, being up on that thing. <laughs> All right, uh, let's. Uh, I'll tell you what. We'll take a really quick break here, then we'll come back. We got our cartoon for you. We got uh, a special tribute to those who are graduating high school uh, this uh, a fine June. Graduates all over the place. Matter of fact, the big UW graduation is today. I, I think it's going to come off as scheduled. Uh, a little bit of rain is going to stop some people over at UW, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll have our cartoon. We got our review for you. A few other things going on as well, right here on Drive Time Radio. <laughs> Take your choice of a six or three V8s. Power steering. 
power brakes. Automatic or standard transmission, dozens of options. But as standard equipment, you get bucket seats, wall-to-wall carpeting, all vinyl upholstery, padded instrument panel, and full wheel covers. Even though Mustang is a dream, its low price is a beautiful reality. Test drive one right now at your Ford dealers in Pleasant Dreams. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. All right, back with you on Drive Time Radio, Johnny Cash. That always soothes your, your, your body and your mind to hear Johnny Cash's voice. And one of the great voices of, uh, of country music. And uh, we, of course, uh, include all kinds of music in our Saturday morning cartoon. We get an opportunity to, every Saturday morning, play a car song for you. A song that has something to do with cars, uh, whether it be uh, automotive lifestyle, analogizing love to cars, which is so many this week. It is high school. Yes. Uh, you know, when, when I was a kid, high school was a, um, well, was, was a hot rod show every day. You know, kids were still really into cars back then in the 60s. And, you know, the uh, kids that would drive to school always had, you know, cars in various stages of upcoming greatness. Uh, you know, primer was a big color, man. Uh, you know. I mean, you eventually painted your car, but you left it in primer for a summer or so, uh, you know, to get the, the body ready. Anyway, um, many uh, if you want to see the scene today, all you got to do is go down to Dick's parking lot here on Highway 99 up at Edmonds. And it's a car show every Friday and Saturday night during the summer, even some th- Wednesdays and Thursday nights. Uh, you just drive through and you see some incredible craftsmanship. Uh, and incredible um, vehicles uh, that are put together by these kids. Yes, I know. They go out on Highway 99, they screech, and they, uh, you know, and, and believe you me, if you look at uh, the social media sites, uh, uh, there's always people complaining about uh, the kids uh, who are there. But those kids probably, are, you know, aren't getting into trouble um, out, you know, doing doing crazy stuff when they're sitting there at a at a Dick's drive-in showing each other their cars, and yeah, they, they do burnouts every once in a while and stuff like that, and it it stinks, and I hear them, and every once in a while it even uh, wakes me up at nine o'clock at night. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, this song is uh, dedicated to those kids who uh, make their cars look a lot better, get the, they get the cool girls or guys. And um, and have a lot of fun at Hot Rod High. The Knights at Hot Rod High. If you're a, a music fan and you're familiar with the movie The Wrecking Crew or know about The Wrecking Crew, which is a group of studio musicians in L.A. that were on every, almost every 60s uh, pop record as backup musicians, uh, that is pretty much who this was is uh, the Knights were Tommy Tedesco, Glenn Campbell, Leon Russell, Frank Capp, Ray Pullman, Hal Blaine, Jerry Cole, uh, written by uh, Gary Usher, who was uh, one of the people who produced, and and Roger Christian, too, who produced so many of those uh, 60s teenage hot rod love songs. Uh, that these guys decided to put this one out. It was also put out by the Hondells, the same people that did Little Honda as a single. But this one, uh, uh, The Knights, uh, was named after a very popular car club in Los Angeles at the time, the L.A. Knights. 
And, uh, you know, one of those car clubs where you had the license plate uh, that hung down from your license plate and signified you and, and the jackets and signified you as a member of the Knights Car Club. And uh, in those days, and that was uh, Hot Rod High, uh, talking about, uh, of course, uh, high school with, uh, with the love of uh, Hot Rods. So congratulations to all the graduates. Don't forget to go buy Dick's and get your, I think they give out a free hamburger, isn't it? Uh, or free cheeseburger. Uh, in a, when you graduate high school, you show up in your cap and gown or something like that. Anyway, I'd show up in a cap and, gra- and gown for a, for a cheeseburger. Why not? But anyway, that uh, a great little uh, under two-minute ditty. Uh, that is our cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon for this week. Uh, brought to you because Cars and Music go together so, so well. It's a lot of fun to uh, to dig these uh, gems up and look at them. All right, let's take a, uh, let's take a look at uh, our Drive Road Test for the week. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, man. Do I get a chance to tell you about greatness uh, this week? There is a... Uh, you know, there's just sometimes when you get an opportunity to talk about uh, something that you have come up with, something that you have driven, something that you have done. Uh, I, I always liken this to uh, when I was a kid, I worked uh, part-time, uh, sometime in a record store, Jackson Heights Record Spectacular. And one of the benefits of working in the record store was that you got to hear the new music on Tuesday that came in and be the first one, uh, you know, that, that had it. You'd come home and you'd tell your friends, hey, come on, listen to this, man. And you'd stick something by the Beatles or the Doors or something like that in there. And it would just uh, blow you away. And so you get to do the same sometimes with cars. And that's one of the very, very cool things about the car I'm going to tell you about is that uh, there's not a lot of them around. You haven't seen too many of them, I'm sure. But the BMW iX M60 is uh, is a spectacular vehicle. It is a vehicle that um, you look at at first blush, you go, wow, this is a BMW, and it has that newer BMW grill look to it. But you you take a look at this thing, and you're and you're going okay. Well, it really doesn't look like a BMW, but uh, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt, and you know, play along. And when you get into it, when you sit in this thing, you realize that you're in one of the most uh, finely crafted machines you may have ever sat in. Um, it is. A chunky vehicle, it's more chunky than you would expect out of a BMW and outside uh, the car reflects that. I mean, it, it, it has a um, an almost fat-bottomed stance to it where you, you know, you, you look at it and you say, boy, it kind of comes out and is wide on the bottom, but I think the engineering in this car uh, at some point uh, you know, gives you a very good clue of to why uh, that is. The um, the IX uh, large sides, um, not svelte lines by any means, but when you get in to this um, IX M60, you 
start uh, a journey that every day you got, I got in this car, I, I played around with it. I found something new. I found something else to, uh, to play with, to mess with, to learn about. It was really an, uh, an incredible, incredible uh, ride in this thing from uh, the comfortable seats that massage you, of course, you have to have those these days. And uh, the, the dashboard with the screens that are laid out in front of you so you can do so many different things. Let's face it, folks, we're driving computers on wheels. You know, these are all PCs on wheels. That's uh, unfortunately these days what we are, uh, or fortunately, depending on your point of view, what we're driving. But this car, from the lines, from the way it looks, from the big grills in the front that are controversial, to the taillights in the back that are sculpted beautifully into the into the rear of the car, it is a, it is a looker. It is a car that makes you uh, distinct from most other people. As you can see here, carbon fiber. Well, you can't see it if you're on the radio, but the car is a combination of different materials with a lot of carbon fiber used in it um, and that strengthens the body to give it uh, the, you know the kind of feeling on the road that you expect from a BMW except that you're getting it out of an electric car the speed in this car is phenomenal it's it, it, it develops 532 horsepower uh, you're going around with, with um, if you go to launch control, 811 pound-feet of torque, it's a neck snapper. The car is a neck snapper. Uh, but in a way that it doesn't feel like that, you know, those of you who ever drove a BMW a 1600 or a 2002, that was a fast car, but in a different way. This is a fast luxury car. Uh, the luxury in this car, the way this car is put together to fit and finish, everything in this car, is beautiful. Uh, this, the seats uh, look different than anything else you sat, you, you sat in. It's not the Recaro kind of support seat, but yet it gives you the support. It's more built for luxury, but it's built with a luxury in mind that says that you can push a car to its limits and go fast in this car, and you're going to feel safe, you're going to feel protected, and you are going to feel like you're um, uh, like it you got your money's worth it's a hundred and ten thousand dollar car and i don't say this often that you get your money worth the performance dynamics of this car are spectacular uh i used it a lot in the one foot one pedal driving and believe you me man it was uh it was a pleasure to drive through traffic and also a pleasure to drive on the highway up twisty roads it held the road well it has four wheel steering back wheels assist in the steering uh to a certain degree and it's um it, it really was one of the best handling vehicles i think i've ever driven there was no, there was nothing wrong with this vehicle from a driving standpoint absolutely nothing i mean you get into this thing and you are driving a vehicle, uh, you know, it's it's not, you know, listen, it, it, it's, when you drive an electric car, you're gonna have to set yourself up to feel a little bit differently about what it does. But when you get there, it is, um, it's amazing. It's quicker to uh, the 60 mile per hour mark than 
a car, the M3 competition is 2,300 pounds lighter. And yeah, it's not the fastest thing out on the road, but you don't need the fastest. You want to hit that fine line between luxury, space, comfort, and performance. And the BMW iX M60 hits all of them. It just it touches everyone of the requirements I think somebody would have when they go out and buy a car of this uh, of, of this type. And uh, again, you can you can moan if you want if you're a BMW fan about the grill. Uh, you can moan about certain things, but what you can't moan about is the performance, the luxury, uh, the, the way everything works seamlessly in the car. Uh, the voice controls, which is maybe my only complaint, is you got to walk around saying, hey, BMW, all the time. Uh, but uh, the looks, the aesthetics of the car, everything come together in this package uh, that I said is $110,000. And I'm going to tell you that it's worth $110,000. That it's, uh, I don't often say this about these cars, but this one feels like you got your money's worth and maybe some more when you go out and you purchase this car. There's a limited number of them available from what I understand, but uh, the BMW um, iX M60 uh, was one unbelievable car. It certainly makes our our top five cars that we didn't want to give back. Uh, I really did not want to give this car back. You know, if, if if I were a rich man, this is one of the things I would uh, I would buy, and that's our uh, drive time road test this week. Uh, you can check it out uh, on the internet at Yovini. What are you driving this week at drivetimeradio.com on Facebook and Instagram? I put a little all our little videos of these cars up there, and you can check them out YouTube as well, where you get this uh, this broadcast. All right, that's going to put another one in the books, I believe, Nathan. If I'm not uh, mistaken, as we're uh, right close to the time where we say farewell. And we'll see you next week if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a great week. I'm New York Vinny. Thank you for listening.